Good evening. Welcome. We are discussing Brahma's prayers. We come to the 14th verse of the 14th chapter. Narayanas tvam nahi sarvadehinam atmase adhisakala lokasakshi narayanunga narabhu jalayanat tachchapi satyam na tavayubhamaya so here uh, Brahma is uh, arguably reading the mind of Krishna or thinking that he Krishna may be thinking this or that and trying to uh, reply appropriately and in previous verses as we know he referred to him as his mother by way of saying everything's inside of you and that includes me I'm only um, so tall, the tall of seven spans of a hand, and the whole universe is within you. So um, I'm like your child from within the womb, and if I kicked you a little bit, you know, it shouldn't be a cause for for uh, concern. <clears throat> so forgive me, and then with the thought that. It might sound weird calling him his mother. My mother, you might think, I'm a boy. How can I be your mother? Hmm? So then he says, well, actually, you're my father. Hmm? He refers to him as such because I did, whatever the case, I did come out and there I was and it was you and me. And and um, so I'm raised by you in that way. There was no one else around. Um, so, and then, of course, he... He uh, also in the previous verse I didn't mention it, but he refers to him as besides a hoaxaja, which we discussed that epithet and its significance, how it both has Aishvarya and a Madhurya context, as an Aishvarya context. Just to re- repeat myself, he says you are a hoaxaja, which means you are beyond the reach of the senses. I am confined by my senses, and therefore I couldn't understand you. Therefore, I made a mistake in my approach to you. And it hopes that it has a Madhurya context because um, Adha means like uh, Adha, fallen. Aksaja uh, uh, means axle. Mm-hmm. So Krishna had been placed by the gopas underneath the cart in his childhood which a demon took the shape of, and Krishna and his childhood kicked the axle and turned the cart over. And um, so his elders thought it was miraculous that the cart fell, but the child was spared. Hmm? And so they called him Atoksaja, who's born again from under the axle, as if he should have died, but he's not. So um, it's a Madhurya name, and by using uh, we're thinking of it in that light. Brahma is also saying, and after all, in your childhood, you did many things like stealing and whatnot, and people didn't take offense. So you should not take offense from my my misbehavior. Mm-hmm. Um, in this way, he's uh, appealing to Krishna for mercy, making making his case for mercy. So he comes to tonight's verse, which is a. An important verse, it's a, uh, a verse that uh, Krishna Kavi Goswami um, invokes in the second chapter of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is all about um, what he refers to at the end as a controversial subject hmm, that he says we should not shy away from because by discussing such controversial subjects, one can, one's, uh, can be strengthened in terms of uh, spiritual conclusions and so forth. And the controversial controversial subject is such because he is part of um, the uh, establishing of the Gaudiya Siddhanta and the, and the lineage in the world where um, they are outnumbered and outdated uh, by other Vaishnava uh, Sampradayas, besides the, the Mayabad Sampradayas, which have, are dealt with also in the text, there's other Vaishnava Sampradayas that may question the um, 
ideas of the Gaudias that put so much emphasis on Krishna and differentiate him in the way that we, we do, uh, because they think of him just as another one of Narayan's avatars, a playful one, charming no doubt, but um, his leela is only manifest in the world. It doesn't go on in Vaikuntha. Hmm. Um, it's only the leela is f- for play in the wor- in the world, and he comes in different avatars. Uh, that's why you know you don't hear about Narayan leela. Hmm. You only hear leela avatars. So leela avatar is a term to refer to the leela avatars, the avatars that come and perform leela. So he plays in the world. But in Vaikuntha, he's he's Narayan. He's not playing around up there. <laughs> it's a serious, uh, joyful, but a serious place. Uh, it's if you want to be uh, joyful, you need to be a little serious about what life is about, right? Hmm? And then pursue it uh, with uh, with a, with a good head, right? <clears throat> uh, so. Vaikuntha, a different place, and uh, see these other sampradaya, for example, like the Ramanuja sampradaya, who it's apparent in Krishnadasa's argument, he is um, working on, so to speak, or he's uh, taking into consideration when he's making his points. Hmm? He quotes a couple of verses in there. Uh, his point is, that, again, that Krishna is the, is the source of Narayan, a key point to our uh, philosophy. And uh, in that argument, uh, a couple of places, he invokes verses from, I think, Jamuna Charja, one of the uh, great Acharjas in the Ramanuja um, lineage, Sampradaya, and says, Mohili Marla saying, even you guys say it, what I'm saying here, if you understand it the way I'm talking about it. And so it's anyway, it's apparent that as with anyone, when they write, they're going to think, who's the audience? And I've got to answer everybody's questions and their thoughts and what they might say and and so forth. So he's in a, in a religious um, environment. And um, even though s- s- uh, part of that is influenced by Vaishnavism and Vishnu Bhakti, this is Krishna Bhakti and Braj Bhakti in particular. So uh, he is, again, part of an important part of establishing this this uh, this lineage and these people, these Vedantins in different lineages, they're heavy people. They're not they're not going to be uh, just um, swayed by some sentiment that you go, you're from Bengal and you think one of your fellow buddies is is God and he's Krishna. So you know we're not we're not going to be uh, swayed by that. Sarvabhoma, who's came up the other day in our discussion, uh, expressed that very uh, same sentiment to Gopinath Acharya, who said, what, you want to teach uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Vedanta? He's, he's Bhagawan. And, and uh, his brother-in-law, Sarvagoma, just kind of chuckled. <laughs> uh, we don't, uh, you know take such a sentimental statement seriously. We go by the Shastra. What does the scripture say? And it says, in the Vishnu Sahasranam, the thousand names of Vishnu, what? What are one of the names? Triyuga, which means Vishnu only appears in three yugas. It's Kali Yuga. He doesn't appear in. So I can't really take you too seriously, but I like the boy. I like the boy, and I'd like to help him. He's definitely an advanced uh, devotee, but I want to give him some scriptural logic that will ground him. Probably very attractive, and the world, he's young, so the world could capture him again. Gopinath, of course, didn't like that at all, but Mahaprabhu intervened and said, he's my elder, he wants to teach me, but I can learn what's the harm, of course. Um, so then, of course, he converted Sarvabhoma, who became a bhavuka, an emotionalist, uh, <laughs> uh, along with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We, we, when we talked, when we talked about that, so Krishna Das is 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 um, dealing with this kind of environment. They're saying that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and that Krishna, two things: that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, and Krishna is 
the source of of, of Narayan. So he's um, is the second chapter of the Adi Lila. So right at the beginning of the book, he's make a long chapter and long argument. Uh, largely, uh, he, he begins with the idea that Krishna is the fountainhead of all forms of divinity. It's at the end of the chapter and end of the third chapter where he begins to then make the case that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that same same Krishna. Hmm? Uh, but he starts the argument with those two points. And, um, and again, if you look carefully, you can see a little bit who he's addressing. And uh, largely it's Vaishnavas who would disagree with with the point, who are well reasoned in their scriptural understanding that doesn't uh, um, say that from their angle of vision and the way they're reading the text, which is a bona fide way of reading it, the evidence for which is the tattva or the siddhanta that they uh, make their ground out of, which is the soil of their spiritual lives, out of that soil. Uh, has grown the, the the flower and the fruits of great saints who are examples. So what we're saying is true because what's grown out of that? We have the Ramanujas, we have the Jumuna uh, uh, Charja, Ramanuja Charja, the Alvars, for example. And if you go to the Madhva, then there's so many saints and so forth. So they've got a good point to think we know what we're talking about here. We're producing results and... Uh, here you're coming along with these 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 new ideas. We can't uh, um, subscribe to them so readily out of sentiment. They need to be established on the basis of scripture, which affords different angles of vision because they explain scripture is that body of revelation that explains about things that we couldn't understand without revelation about the nature of. Uh, the Godhead, who is like a precious jewel that can be viewed from different angles, right? Different facets of the jewel. Hmm. So they're all right in our position, all the Vaishnav Sampradayas. They're just looking at the jewel from a different angle. And we give them that they're right, really, on the grounds or the basis of, as I say, the fruits, because Palena. Day, right? So you judge a thing by the fruit. You can make all the tattva that you want, argument from the scripture, but if you don't have many fruits, nothing comes out of it, then that's another reason it can't be taken seriously. If you have what appears to be a fruit, but it's not located in the scripture, then some people will question. So the Goswamis, they did their homework, so to speak, to show, to, as I have said before, to locate the ecstasy the embodiment of ecstasy that Shaitanya Mahaprabhu was, the likes of which has never been seen in the religious world um, prior to that or after that. It's very extraordinary. The the uh, descriptions from many, many learned persons of the time of his ecstasy. Uh, so to locate that embodiment of ecstasy that is Shaitanya Mahaprabhu on the scriptural map, which at the time was the standard of of knowledge, right? So that's what the Goswamis did, and 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 this is part of it. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, for example, um, which is uh, the famous statement in the Bhagavatam, one line of the Bhagavatam, of one verse, that um, is uh, the, uh, the the kind of the, the key or the password to understanding the the tattva of the Bhagavatam, getting getting your feet on the ground of soil that if you will, that has that uh, potential hmm? to uh, to flower and fruit into the experience that uh, that Krishna is is uh, more qualified than Narayan, something like that. This is, is the idea. Uh, so uh, so Krishna Das takes up the argument following his, his predecessors um, and. As I've said before, the one line, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, that the Jiva Goswami has said is the Paribas Sutra, or the password for understanding the the the, the truth, the the, the, uh, the essential meaning of the Bhagavatam. Um, he wrote a whole uh, treatise on this one sutra. It's 
It's called the Krishna Sandarbha. It's a very exhaustive explanation. Um, uh, he says the book centers around this, the Bhagavatam. Of course, the Bhagavatam is the or hub uh, for the orbit of all the scriptures by which they'll be understood in context, which is an interesting point because you may note this, that in Gaudiya Sampradaya, probably more than anywhere else, if not the only place, we make the point that there's relativity to the scripture. You didn't know that. Yes, there's relativity to the scripture. For example, how Jiva Goswami establishes that the Bhagavatam is the center is by relativizing others, Puranas, for example, amongst the Puranas, but we're saying there are Puranas in the Tamaguna, ministering to people predominantly under that influence. There are Puranas ministering to those primarily under the influence of the Rajaguna. And then there are the Sattvic Puranas. And this is the, the Nirguna uh, uh, Purana. This is the, uh, what does he say? Amalam Puranam Yadvaishnavanam Priyam. <laughs> it is the spotless Purana. Spotless means Nirguna, means without any material. It's purely about, purely a transcendental subject. And as such, it's Vaishnavanam Priyam, very dear to the Vaishnavas. Hmm? So, again, the point is, he has made the point, has established that there's relativity to the text. They're not all equal. You can't pull one out here. And so it's part of his uh, kind of uh, commentary, if you will, or att- attempt to um, make a concordance out of all the diverse statements of the uh, of the scripture. Hmm? And does a good job of it. Um, some scriptures are more. It's also some scriptures pertain to those on the Vaishnava path, and as such, the scriptures speaking about the Varnashram path, the Dharma path, don't pertain to them. Hmm? You understand? This is the point of uh, Rupa Goswami cites a verse from I think the Padma Purana. In Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, uh, with regard to Bhakti, he says, Shruti Smriti Pranadi Pancharatu Kibinimbinai Kuntiki Harayar Bhakti Rupati Bhakopate. If your Bhakti is not according to the Shruti, the Smriti, the Puranas, and, and so forth, then it's really a disturbance to society. In one sense, it's a reference to the, to the, to the Buddha Bhakti. That was, there's, a, there's a Buddha form of Bhakti. Um, maybe it's the. Maybe it's the uh, Pure land, pure land, pure land Buddhism, full of worship of the Amitabha Buddha, and they chant his name and everything. If you ever read something about it, you'd think it was like, that sounds like, just like what we're talking about. Kali Yuga, you chant the name, and just by chanting the name, you attain the the, uh, the planet of the Amitabha Buddha, which is like this penultimate like state of attainment where everyone is has a Buddha nature, and so from there it's easy to go to Nirvana. Hmm? Get there easily just by worshipping the Amitabha Buddha, and then by getting there, you can easily go to Nirvana, <laughs> this the, quick, the quick route, something like that. Um, but, of course, the Buddhists um, reject the Veda, hmm? the revelation. They reject the idea that the, that the sounds of the Upanishads are like heard by sages, like dogs can hear sounds that we can't, sages can hear sounds that we can't. Hmm? And they're different than they than what the dogs hear, and they <laughs> and they they uh, 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 in, manifest them through those sages as uh, the texts, the Upanishads, and teach us about that which we couldn't know um, on our own, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so. Uh, What was the point? So, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, Sriti Smriti Purana Di Pantra So, so, um, Goswami is saying, you know, that looks like bhakti, but it disregards the Sriti, the Smritis, and so forth. So, it's really a disturbance to society because, because again, like the point I was making earlier, it's a sentiment, but it's not grounded in 
in the in the, in the standard of knowledge, the, the scriptures, to use Prabhupada's term. It's a, a sentiment without philosophy is fanaticism, and philosophy without sentiment, it's just mental masturbation, to use his term, which is the whole Western world decoupled from revelation, even what's was never connected with the Eastern revelation, but disconnected itself from the uh, Western revelation, if you will, the, 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 the Christ and the Christian revelation, and uh, just um, keeps uh, <laughs> keeps working them <laughs> with uh, questioning their own existence. Do I even exist? And uh, so this is the way philosophy is has gone um, um, down the tube, so to speak. Um, uh, yeah. So um, so you need both. So in the case of the Buddha's idea. It's not grounded in the, in, in the sacred text. So, so, however, the verse, you might say, okay, well, I'm a Vaishnava, so I have to follow the Shruti, the Smriti, the Purana, and all these verses in, in all these texts and so forth and so on. And someone will say, well, you're a Vaishnava, and therefore, you know, uh, um, for example, um, well, you know what they do. They, they, they call something from the Varnashram, System and say you know you're not following that so um, you're a woman so you know a woman can't wear a thread you have to have a thread to give a thread therefore a woman can't be a guru or something but it's all from the varnashram even the threads are from the varnashram not not uh, necessarily part of Vaishnavism and for centuries Vaishnavas who had who had undergone the upanai in a ceremony young as young men. Upon getting initiated, the Vaishnavas would take off the thread by way of saying, now I'm on another path. Anyway, so the point of the verse is, Rupa Goswami, as it pertains to us, is that your bhakti, your bhakti, which is our path, we have eligibility for bhakti through our faith and created from association, is just sentiment if it doesn't follow the bhakti shastras. It doesn't mean you have to follow... If if your bhakti had to follow the the smritis, of of for example of we have our own smriti like um, Hari Bhakti Bilas, if we had to follow Manu Samhita, then our bhakti would be covered by by karma, and Rupa Goswami has defined bhakti as Gyan Karmadi and Abritam. So Gyan Shruti, Smriti, um, at least Brahmaikya Gyan the knowledge of oneness between jiva and, and brahman that is so strongly advocated yad brahmo panishadi tanuba in krishnadas's words the emphasis on oneness between brahman and the in and the atma in the upanishad so we don't have to be concerned with, with that it's not even a nanga of bhakti right and on the smriti side whatever manu says we're not obliged to follow that our morality is is doing whatever is favorable for Krishna's service and rejecting what's not. You have a superior moral position by that, certainly. Um, so, um, scriptures are important. <laughs> so now we got into that. Um, and so Krishna does, anyway, that's how we got into is making his argument and dealing with the climate of the times and some of them are other Vaishnavas and uh the idea, this is a revolutionary and controversial idea in his time. Hmm? This reverse out that Krishna is the, Narayan is the avatar of Krishna. He's actually, Narayan is actually technically the expansion of Krishna for uh, Aishvarya and Vaikuntha and his avatar is Mahavishnu. Avatar means who comes from that side to this side, so Mahavishnu is the is kind of like the compassion of Narayan, having an opportunity to play itself out because he lives in Vaikuntha. Everybody has the opulences of Vaikuntha, and Narayan sometimes thinks, "I'd like to give this to other people," but everybody here has it. So what to do? And with that comes the world, hmm? because he's such a sankalpa. Whatever he desires, it happens. Hmm? And so comes the form of Mahavishnu to 
then become many and create a world that gives the opportunity for the many to meet their maker and attain the opulences of Vaikuntha. Hmm. It's a it's a it's a lila. Hmm. It's called the Shristi Lila, then it's referred to here really in this uh, verse where Brahma identifies Krishna to some extent with, with not only Mahavishnu, Garbhadyaksha Vishnu he has previously again here, and with now with Shirodaksha Vishnu as well. <clears throat> um, so this verse is invoked by Krishna Das in his argument, um, and he says about it what Jiva Goswami says about Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, that one line, he says in a similar way. This is the Paribas verse of the Srimad Bhagavatam. So it's, it's right here in the Brahmavi Mohan Lila, a verse around which the whole book orbits, in one sense, in a narrative form, in the context of the Lila narrative. Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam comes in a, not in a narrative section, but in the teaching section about the different avatars. Hmm? It begins with the Purushas hmm? and their their avatars, their descents, and it goes all the way through to what, 32 or something like that. And all these avatars hmm, are expansions of the Purusha, but Krishna's two, but two means however, Krishna is Bhagavan, He's one of the avatars, he's listed, but more than that, he is Swayam Bhagavan. But Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. It means he is Bhagavan. The Purusha is one thing, Bhagavan is another thing. Hmm? So the Paramatma, Purusha means the par- all these Vishnus, Karbhadakshai, Karnadakshai, Shiradakshai, these are all Paramatma. It means the wor- lords of the world, overseeing the world in relation to the world. This is their, this, the, the, the world soul soul of the whole world, if you will. Hmm. But Krishna is Bhagavan, and not only is he Bhagavan, which Narayan is also, he's Swayam Bhagavan. Which means, in one sense, Bhagavan, or God, only wants to be himself. Hmm. Swayam. Hmm. It also means like the original Bhagavan. So this is, uh, again, a central argument for Gaudiya Vaishnavism and Krishna is making it and in the context of making it in that chapter he cites this verse and he also gives some explanation of it there Um, so an important verse to us what is being said again picking up from the previous night's discussion and the previous verses we discussed uh, Brahma has said you're my mother if not you're my father if you're not my mother, you're not my father, you're actually both of them, you're the Ishvar, you're beyond, you can do anything, so you could be my father and mother at the same time. Um, but I, I came from you, however you want to talk about it. I, I came from your 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 navel, uh, from the lotus, pretty extraordinary umbilical cord, but that's what happened. And if you don't believe me, as we heard last night, he said, that's what the scriptures say. I'm only, I know the scriptures, so the scriptures say this. So, you know, don't, don't doubt me when I, when I say that, that uh, you're my father, you're my mother, if you, I'm, I'm born from you. And so, of course, Krishna's thinking, well, yeah, I'm, I mean, you're born from Narayan. <laughs> that's what the scriptures say. But they don't say you're born from me. Hmm? You're talking about Narayan, but you're not talking about me. Hmm? And also, previously, you said my form, this coward form, is unlimited. Hmm? You try to make a big point about that and with all your you know, words coming out of your four mouths with so many ways saying, glorifying me. But I mean, you say I'm unlimited, and then you say I'm Narayan. But Narayan is limited in that he has a residence in the causal ocean, so he's localized, so he's not un- he's not unlimited. Hmm? So, you know, what are you talking about? Is basically how uh, Krishna's thinking and Brahma's uh, picking up on it. So he tries to answer here. He says, Narayana's twum. He says, yes, actually, it's true. 
you're not Narayan. That's true. There's a couple of ways to render this Narayanastvam. Often it's rendered as a rhetorical question. Are you not Narayan? Let me speak in the ways in which you are. Uh, Sanatana and Jiva Goswami take it the other way. You're not Narayan. So well, Krishnadas takes it the, f- the former way. Each way you come to the same conclusion. But um, we take it this way. Yeah, right, true. You are not Narayan. Hmm. That that's a fact. Hmm. Um, um, but Narayanong Gang Narabujalayanat. Yeah, Narayan lies on the waters. That's true. That's true. But he does so in the context of being your anga, your limb. You're, it's true. You're not Narayan. Narayan is your limb, is your expansion, is 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 your avatar in this case. This is the point now. He, he's, and and so so in one sense he's saying, if I'm born from your limb, I mean I'm born from you, right? So. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm right in that sense, in an extended sense. Okay, you know, yeah, I come from you, from your anga. Your anga's, you know, not different from you. And this is my arm. This is my arm. This is my body. This is my body. Both statements are true, right? Mm-hmm. So just a different way you look at it. Um, so he's speaking like this. Um, so, no, you're not an Orion. That's true. You're the... You're the anga of, of uh, Narayan is is, is is your anga, and he is the anga through which hmm, um, uh, sarvadehinam by which you uh, hmm, by which you are the uh, this is kind of a reference to Shiradaksha Vishnu are the Sarvadehinam uh, Atmasi, that you are the Atma of everyone, the soul of everyone's soul. Through you know, these successive Purushas, you have the Mahavishnu and the Garbhadaksha Vishnu, Shirabhadaksha Vishnu, so you can talk about it all at once or individually. So here he's kind of individualizing. I've, he's already explained, he identified uh, Krishna with Garbhadaksha Vishnu and, and Mahavishnu in the previous verses. So here he says, he is the Anga through which, and now this is a reference to Shiradaksha Vishnu, you become the Paramatma in everyone's heart. You're the Atma of everyone's Atma. Hmm? You, 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 you do that. This is like a part of your qualities, uh, this aspect of yourself, some aspect of yourself. Uh, but there's more to you, is, is the point that he's getting to. And he says, Adi Sakila, Adi, Adi Shakti. Kila loka sakshi. Um, Akila loka sakshi means witness of everyone. So Paramatma is the witness, right? He witnesses everything. The classic example in Upanishads is there's two birds in a tree. Hmm? One is eating the bitter fruit, sometimes the sweet fruit, and the other one just watching, checking it out, witnessing. And this is the Paramatma. He's uh, kind of still, all observing. Uh, witness, right? As I said the other night, he uh, defers to the Maya Shakti for justice with regard to the Jiva's actions. Um, She can respond karmically. He doesn't intervene. Therefore, he's just and he gives Maya Shakti some place. She has to have something to do. Hmm? Um, But through his devotees, of course, he intercedes and and expresses uh, mercy. There has to be justice in order for there to be mercy. Just mercy is an overriding of justice. So he honors the justice system of karma. As Paramatma, he's the witness. So there's a witness here. Jiva can't complain. I did this. Maya did this back to me. Hmm? I took. I did this to Maya, but Maya did this to me. Hmm? But Vishnu is the witness. I saw it all. Maya's right, and you're wrong. <laughs> Let the let the justice come. You know, yeah, you have to make your payment now. Hmm. My hands are tied. Hmm. This is uh, basically the par, the paramatma. 
but he has compassion for the jiva, nonetheless, right? So, so many, there's so many sadhus, and he expresses that compassion by overriding the karma, hmm? by bringing them influence of sarup shakti, which has the power to override the influence of the maya shakti. If Krishna was to do it himself, then he did it over here. Why didn't he do it over here? Why did he do it over there? Then he would be uh, considered a, a, a partial, which would be a blemish. So he does it through his devotees, and he's all compassionate uh, to his devotees, and all particular, partial, all partial to his devotees because of the way they've approached him. So anyway, he uses two epithets here, two uh, or descriptions, I should say, he offers of um, of um, Krishna in his form of the Shirodakshai Vishnu, hmm? through which he's the witness of everything, he's the Atma with every, everyone's heart, the super soul, as Prabhu would refer to him. Um, and um, and so in, in these forms, uh, uh, these are the limbs of you, partial manifestations of yourself is the point. Um, this Narayan who lies on the on the uh, on the uh, uh, causal ocean again a reference to the Mahavishnu as well he and all his expansions purushas these are your angas and all of these uh, avatars hmm, are tachchapi uh, satyam natabhaiva maya they're real they're not products of maya. Hmm? They're real. Hmm? So, something for the Maya bodies. It's a, it's a comment on, on the side. They're, they're real. All of them are real, hmm? and um, and they're, they're they're not products of the of the, of, of your Maya. And the, this is a kind of implication. This is a kind of lila of yours. It's called the Shristi lila, the creation lila. Uh, but it's not the whole. Uh, of you by any stretch of the imagination is what he's saying. He's saying um, that Narayan is um, Narayanastvamna. Narayan, one sense he's saying, Narayan is similar to Krishna. Similar, but not the same. What's happening, in other words, to Brahma here? is centered as he is here on Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, which is the password of the tattva to enter the Bhagavatam. As I've many times said, the bhava grows out of the tattva, so it's important to be acquainted with the tattva, right? Hmm? So this point of tattva, if you enter into on this, what happens? The, the, Krishna says in, in the Gita, Aham sarvasya prabhavo mata sarvam pravartate iti matva bhajante mam buddha bhava samamita the gist of this is knowing me to be the Swayam Bhagawan, then you have something in place to worship me or approach me in a way that you can enter into Vrindavan. Hmm? Because it says if you want to give unlimitedly, you have to have an object that you can give to that can take unlimitedly. And that is the position of Krishna. It is not the position of Narayan because you cannot. Narayana cannot be approached, for example, with the desire like Nanda Maharaj had. I want to have a son. And every time I think of having a son, um, I think, and he should be more beautiful than Narayana. And then I think, that's crazy. And who could be more beautiful than God? And so then I lose my impetus to uh, procreate. Hmm? As you asked Yusoda, told her, and she said, I had the same experience. So, of course, they worshipped Narayan, and Narayan appeared to them at the end of their, their vow and said, you should get together and have a son, and he will be more beautiful than me. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, this is the, you see, when we were going with this, this brudge conception, sometimes it said that you have to learn that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then you have to forget that. But it's not entirely accurate. Hmm? Because everybody in Brudge 
thinks that Krishna is superior to Narayan. They've got the tattva. You understand? They've got the tattva. They don't think Narayan is superior to Krishna. They do think Narayan is God, and Krishna is not necessarily God. Some people say he is, but whatever. But he's definitely more attractive and superior in so many ways to uh, Narayan. Hmm? At least in four ways. Venu Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, hmm? uh, Prema Madhurya, Rupa Madhurya. He has f- sweet form, sweet flute, sweet Leelas, and sweet love, Lakshmi, Sahasra, Satasambrama, Sevya Manu. Narayan has one Lakshmi, and she's like this. And he has Lakshmi Sahasra, Sata, thousands of Lakshmis, gopis, and they're not like this. They're like this. <laughs> come over here. <laughs> uh, no, don't. You can't come in here. Uh, you know, they, they, they're Sevyamanu. They have. They're possessed of a certain kind of very extraordinary love. Hmm? What is uh, Krishna Das's verse about Radha Govinda? Hmm? You know his three verses? Oh, well, my memory is just uh, failing me. Dibhyad Brindaranya Kalpatu Madha Sri Madhvat Nagra Singhasana Sto Sri Madhrada Srila Govinda Deva Prestali Bi Sevya Manu Smarami It's talking about this is a uh, some of the nature of the love hmm, that Radha Govinda are surrounded by, hmm, that Krishna is surrounded by, you know, most fully manifest in in Radha. This is the idea. This is a, this is a, a what do you say a um, Abhideya verse way of going, following in those those people the Lakshmi Sahasra Sata. Sambrama Sevyamano, who have a very extraordinary serving attitude, very different from Lakshmi's. Hmm? Like this fellow was asking me the other day, he was challenging and saying, What did he say? He said, he said um, he, I don't know where in the scripture it says there's a, there's a place called Goloka. Leela is all for this world, hmm? not, in, not, in, not in Baikuntha. Hmm? I said, Well, is there? He's a kind of a follower of Narayan. I said. I didn't. I didn't wonder. Is, is there any parakia in Bhakuntha? Parakia means like adulterous, apparently adulterous love, like the gopis have for Krishna. He said, "Certainly not." <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Please. And I said, "Well, okay. Then there must be another planet for it, because it is a bhava." That we experience here in 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 this world, and these bhavas have to be eternal. Hmm? So there must be a place for it. Hmm? So there must be a planet beyond Vaikuntha where there have where this parakya is played out. It's called Golok. And I gave them some slokas to explain it all. Hmm? Um, at any rate, it was fun. But um, uh, the point here is that <laughs> this Krishna's two Bhagavan's flame, it's really important for us. You can see it starts out that Krishna is the source of Narayan. He's, he's starting like Krishna is the source of Narayan. All the worlds come from him. All Narayans, all the worlds come from the pores of Narayan. I mean, there couldn't be a smaller you know, hole on your body than a pore. You can't even see them, you know, is the point here. And universes are coming out of them. You can count the pores on the end of your finger. You know, it's just saying how the world is. It's really saying the material world is infinite. Finite is only a conception that we have. Even the material world is infinite. So, got to get out of this finite space, trying to calculate, measure, and bring everything within the grasp of the fist of your your intellect. Use your intellect to get beyond that, something like that. So um, he uh, he's he's starting like this, right? And he has seen this. This is the Aishvarya, but he's moving in the Braj conception spiritually within himself, 
which comes to this idea that, as I say, is in the Braj. When Nanda Marsh had the son, then of course he had to be have the name giving ceremony. So Gargamuni was called. Gargamuni presided over the name giving ceremony, and among other things, he said Narayana Sama Gunai. So the way that there's a couple of ways to understand it, but the way Narayana Maharaj understood, it, or excuse me, Nanda Maharaj understood it was, it was, Narayan is similar in his qualities to Krishna. Hmm? Narayan has similar qualities as Krishna, which is to give deference to Krishna, because if the, if if Narayan has qualities similar to Krishna's, then so so the idea is Narayan is similar to Krishna. Hmm. Um, but Krishna is in some ways dissimilar from Narayan hmm? and that is in terms of his sweetness and that's really the argument of the Gaudias that's how Rupa Goswami begins his book Bhakti Rasamrita Sindha Akila Rasamrita Murti he doesn't say Krishna's too Bhagavan so I am kind of a tattva perspective of sorts he says Krishna is the personification of uh, the form of rasa, the full form of rasa, uh, sweetness. And by contrast, Narayan is not. You cannot approach Narayan hmm, in the ways in which Krishna can be approached. Now imagine if you love Narayan. You just love Narayan. Wouldn't you like to grab onto him? Hmm. Right? You can't. So there's some restriction. So if there's a form... Hmm, of the Godhead, in which you can do that, then the argument is, is there's something more there. There's something more. So from, from a feeling point of view, from the point of view of possibilities, of love, um, and tattva, they're both God. Okay, that's true. But in possibilities for loving, then in intimacy, that's it is increased in the person of Krishna. Um, so, Anyway, Gargit Muni told them that in this way, in this way, they heard it. This way, it spreads throughout the the brudge, and that's how they think. They don't, they 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 don't think Krishna is God. He's the source of Narayan and all the avatars, but they think Krishna is better than Narayan. <laughs> so it's just another way of saying it. But now, this way you take it philosophically, you work on it, develop it. In, in bhajan, so to speak, and you grow, and then it morphs into Krishna, the same thing, but you're saying it in a different way. Krishna is superior to Narayan, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, Krishna is more uh, uh, sweeter, charming. I mean, they, they, it's kind of a blasphemous thing in one sense to say that Krishna is more sweet than Narayan, but, but that's how they feel. That's their... Uh, Narayan may have some qualities of Krishna, but Krishna has at least four or more, right? Right? That's the point. So Narayan and Krishna are similar in qualities, but not the same. And then Gargacharya told Nandamarsh, now by, and by the way, Gopyavasa Samaye, he says, now uh, keep this a secret. Hmm? He, he says, hide this. Uh, he, he's doing two things. He wants to fan the flame of Nandamarja's Vatsalya. Hmm? So protect your son. He's very precious. I just said, he's got, if you're, if you're listening carefully, he is actually superior to Ryan, which might give cause to not, uh, to have the adverse or reverse effect on Nanda Marsh's Vatsalya. Hmm? Oh, he's superior to Ryan. He's going to protect us. We won't have to protect him, and so forth. So he kind of counters it and supports his argument, Nanda Marsh's translation, translation of his words, that, that by his way of saying, now you've got to protect him because he's got qualities that are better than Ryan. He's very precious. That's a very special thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nandamar said, that's very, boy, we got to take care of him. We hide him. And, Bhaje Shweta Dvipam Tamaham Golokam Itiyam, Brahma Samhita says, it's a very secret place, this place. Very private, 
the Sueto Dweep, the private island, what goes on there, only a very few realized souls know about this place. Nanda Marsh is keeping it quiet and all the inhabitants there. This is Madhurya. You can't just break in there. Hmm? Now when you emphasize this point and then you look what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has done. This Krishna is making this argument. And that's why I'm Bhagavan Krishna. Private, hiding out. I mean, hiding from Kamsa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the bigger thing is it's a secret idea. It's a very secret idea. It's hidden deeply in the scriptures that Krishna has more qualities than Narayan. He's the source of Narayan. It has to be a secret kind of a thing because that that's how it you know plays itself out and it's 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 in a, in a, in, a, in a, not overtly so to speak but covertly he's greater than Narayan hmm? um, and so when you see the fortune of Gaudiya Vaishnava so Krishna does makes his argument he cites this verse and others and then then he goes into the idea and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that Krishna and he has come to make this place available to everyone in order to do that this point has to be uh, established right he's the one who can, everything you can take unlimitedly if you should want to love Narayan like your son you can't so how can you give unlimitedly to him you have to have a source that can take unlimited and Krishna says that's me hmm? Uh, as the, you approach me, I can reciprocate in kind. If you want to love me as a friend, I can be a friend. Narayan cannot do that. If you want to love me as a as a as a parent, you can do that. If you want to love me as a lover, you can do that. Hmm? Of course, the gopis they did that, and what what was found out, Krishna couldn't reciprocate in kind. Hmm? Whoa. Hmm? And then he, he he remedied the situation by becoming Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and committing himself to the service of the gopis <laughs> forever, right? Hmm? And you might think, well, it's not quite in kind, but they accepted his proposal. <laughs> oh, he's very, very clever, very, very charming. Hmm? So what Gaudiya Vaishnavism is giving to the world, a very, very special... Idea, and this is a key point to it all. I thank Brahma for bringing it out. Krishna's two Bhagavan Sayam Kijai. Padamadava Kijai. What's the time? Okay, so we stop there. Grantaraj in the Bhagavad Gita.